0: Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Hey, I'm Aaron. Hey, I'm John. Pastors and and this is Pastors and, and, and I'm Pizza. I'm Josh. And this is Pastors and Pizza. A podcast where three, very unqualified, three very
1: unqualified pastors consume some of the best, the best and, worst and, worst and worst pizzas Western, Washington has, has Western Washington has to offer
0: while trying to make sense of our faith
2: figure out how it, how it connects to the world around us. We believe the best conversations happen over food.
0: So pull up a chair. Grab a slice, pour a cold run, and come along with us wherever it is we're
1: going. Wherever it is we're going. All right, everybody, we are here, and by here I mean we are in a car. We have, uh, this is our first Pastors and Pizza in a long time, and we've decided to take this show on the road. So here we are, we're all here together in the Hi car. There. We're heading up to District Brewing in Mount Vernon. We're gonna go try some of their Detroit style pizza. So we are super excited about that. But how you guys doing? Good, good, it's been a long
0: time coming. It's been a, we originally intended to do on-site pizza podcast uh, recording, but uh, this hasn't happened at this point. So it's cool to be, be out here and head into a destination. It's good going places with dear friends.
1: I love a road trip. Dear friends, you have some dear friends. Maybe uh, uh, you
2: know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that sounds weird when you say it like that. So yeah,
1: we we joked here that this is a uh, season two, uh, unintentionally maybe we've started season two of Pastures and Pizza, and so here we are. We're taking this thing on the road. We're headed out to Mount Vernon. Got a little bit of a drive ahead of us, but like, what's been going on? I mean, it's been since I think February was our last one. What's been happening in you guys' lives, and uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about road trips and some of our past road trip experiences so nice a
2: lot's been going on i mean for you especially josh we should probably flip it back to you Ah. really quick what's been going on for you
1: oh you know not not a whole lot just you know student teaching and finishing up my master's program and also trying to take care of my family and work a job at the same time so it's been pretty normal oh yeah Uh,
2: that doesn't sound like much is going on at all good point pretty
1: low-key but i i mean it is Pretty exciting. Part of the reason that we're able to do this is because I did just finish up my master's last week, Woo! so done with Congrats. that. Congrats. Hope I never have to write another paper again. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that will be. Don't jinx that, bro. Yeah, I know. I, and pretty soon I'll be signing for my doctorate or something. But, uh, oh, OK. Probably not. Hopefully not. <laughs> not anytime soon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been a crazy summer. My daughter just broke her leg. Dang. So now we're trying to work on that. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's been crazy. What about you guys? What's your summer been like? Uh, My summer has
0: been fairly low-key, kind of business as usual, but I am getting ready to send off both of my daughters here this week. One is doing a mission trip for three months, Costa Rica and Nicaragua, and the other is going back to college. And so speaking of road trips, I'm going to be hitting the road here on, on Saturday to drive down oh, nice. with her all right, all right. to Arizona.
2: Any uh, big plans on that trip? Or is it just
0: get there as soon as you can? It's not get there as soon as you can, but it's not um, super exciting either. We are going to go down through Northern California, kind of along the coast there to Eureka, nice. and then down drop yeah, down into San Francisco. Redwoods across the Golden Gate Ooh, all and right. then we'll, uh, we'll kind of head east from there. Isn't go through Yosemite a... on the way? No, we decided not to do Yosemite just because we weren't going to have enough time to do it justice. Sure, so we, yeah. we decided, and she's she's planning on going there next summer with a friend of hers, so we decided to skip Yosemite. All
1: right. That's cool. What about you, Aaron?
0: How's Gosh, summer been? lots been going on. Summer's been
2: good and full. John is on record for being frustrated with all the uh on location destination I mean, I said, weddings. I never said frustrated. No, no no
0: you didn't <laughs> Just say Just pointed that. out that right. I'm available and if people want you to do a wedding that you know local is better. Yeah okay good yeah. yeah. The, and the John's frust- also
1: available for on destination weddings if you're headed to Hawaii or you know. Yeah absolutely. He sure is. Probably yeah. Alaska you probably want to go to Alaska. I mean in the summer maybe. <laughs> That'd be great.
0: Alaska's i prefer cool. not to do a winter wedding in Alaska. Well, I don't ended. know. Don't be weak.
2: Anyways, so, yeah, we've had a blast. Got a chance to spend time together with my family on a family reunion and then uh, at a pretty sweet Airbnb in Plain, Washington. And that was more than Plain. It was wonderful. <laughs> but, yeah, we've been full, busy. Blessed to have my mom and dad staying with us for a couple of weeks. And they're getting ready to go on a trip to Mesquite, Nevada. So. Yeah, we're just full. We've been able to stay away too much from sickness. A little bit of the flu hit one of our kids, but other than that, it's been a really good, nondescript summer with regards
1: to sickness, which I'm grateful for. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. So road trips. Uh, we're, I can. I remember a lot of road trips growing up as a kid. My we lived kind of far away from my grandparents, and so we weren't like. The, Let me give you a little heads up. There's not a lot to see in the Midwest, so when you're taking road trips, you're not like going to the the national park quotient is a little bit smaller (laughs) than out west. But we uh, quotient we all of our road trips were to go see family. So to go see my grandparents, who they kind of moved around a bit. They were also my grandpa was also a pastor, and he was pastor at a bunch of churches uh, as I was growing up. And so you know we go out to took took some road trips out to. eastern pennsylvania they lived out there around hershey for a while oh, and sweet. then we would go up to did like you hit up the hershey oh we did nice. we had to hit up the hershey chocolate factory perfect um and then and and gettysburg we hit up gettysburg that's yeah where i've been there before that. that's fun and baltimore but i was really little so i don't really remember uh baltimore as well um but yeah we Northwestern Ohio out, They currently live in Youngstown Area which is kind of where They've kind of had a home base for a bit um, But yeah so we've had most of our trips My my mom's side of the family lived in Louisville so we'd get in the car And I remember um, I can remember like uh, Stopping at gas stations Those are my favorite parts <laughs> Grabbing whatever soda it was or whatever And uh, just kind of hitting the road So I, I don't know what's your guys experience with uh, Road trips been like
2: that's a good question. We didn't do a ton of road tripping when I was younger. We would go to Yakima where my grandparents lived, which now seems like why would you do that ever? The Palm Springs of Washington? The Palm Springs of Washington. It was, uh, it was pretty laid back. They lived by the Levi's store. And so there was a store just for Levi's, not too far from uh, the community college there. So those are some memories. My mom and dad took us to Idaho one time, and uh, we were up the, it seemed to me like the world's tallest or highest uh, rest stop. Like you had to go up this big hill to get to it, and then obviously back down it to get back to the freeway. And uh, my dad, who was very frightened of bees, uh, jumped out of the car when we were heading down the hill.
1: A, moving, mom, car? Yeah, it a moving car? Because there was a moving car.
2: Because there was a bee in the ha- in the car, and so he jumped back in, but not before my mom screamed and pulled oh the emergency gosh. brake. It was really traumatic. So I don't like road trips. <laughs> Never mind, John. <laughs>
0: Um, wow! Do you want to get out right now? Like we can pull over. No, I'm not I that crazy. That brings it all back. I'm not. I was going to stop, but all right. <laughs> You were going to just open the door and no. push out. <laughs> um, we did a lot of road trips growing up. Um, I've I've been told of a road trip from Southern California to Texas to visit my grandparents and aunt and uncle, but it was before you know, I was pretty young, so I don't remember it. Uh, but rumor rumor has it we did that. But we have done several road trips uh, as my kids have grown up, mostly to national parks or to take kids to school. So uh, went to went to Yellowstone, went to Glacier National Park,
1: and then driven to Arizona. So in our pre-kids days, we uh, used to enjoy a good road trip. We uh, we we've done road trips around Oregon a bit, and we we drove up to the Canadian Rockies which if you get a chance to do that I fully recommend that it's an incredible road trip uh, but one of the things that I love about road trips is music because I'm a music guy but I love to make like people now they just get to Spotify and they put on a playlist and they let it go or whatever but man I was like I would take I would like take a, how many hours are we going to be in the car how many CDs is that I need to make a playlist for each CD nice. you know and I would put I would build these playlists on iTunes that would just like you know, a lot of road tripping type songs. And uh, it was like, that was one of my favorite parts about the road trip was just building the playlist for the road trip.
0: That's so cool.
1: You guys yeah, got it any? sounds
0: like you're kind of spoiled in that regard because um, us old timers, that would have included
1: like a Cassette tape. Like a mix tape over and, and you're like, yeah.
0: you're trying to time the song on the radio to record it properly on your tape and oh, put your no, tape together. You
1: can record from a CD. My dad had a CD player in 1981, and we used to, I learned the art by like second grade of how to record from a CD onto a cassette player. You're so a that, gifted So individual that we could play though. it in the car. Because because they didn't have CD players in cars, but we did have one in my house. Nice.
2: Fancy. Well done. I've never just for, you know, to talk how old or undisciplined I am or whatever, I've never made a mixtape. I've never made a playlist more than probably seven or eight songs. Wow. Oh yeah, you're gonna need that's, to try and. Uh, that's up including the game, uh, having Spotify now. Yeah. And so. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm not much of a music guy, so yeah, I haven't done a lot of the whole mixtape, especially for for road trips. I I have been thinking recently for my upcoming road trip, like what audio books I want to listen to or podcasts, oh, sure, yeah. so that kind of thing. All right. Um, way back in the day, so I did a, a road trip with my brother and some some fellas to the Rose Bowl. I did a Rose, Rose Bowl road trip with you. We did. Mine. I'm talking about a different trip. But yes, we're right. did do that. But on that particular trip, we you could rent portable DVD players at the airport for like flights. Oh. So we actually yeah, we that. actually drove by SeaTac, <laughs> grabbed a portable DVD player and nice. took it with us in the car. <laughs> and one of my friends that was with us, he did the most driving and the most movie watching, huh? On, on the trip, which was a little concerning after yeah, the that fact, simultaneously. because that meant he wasn't sleeping, and so mm-hmm. that was not He, was, he wasn't one. he wasn't watching movies <laughs> while driving. Okay, good, 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 good. Go. But, but yeah, he put in a lot of hours driving, and then when he wasn't driving, he was watching movies, and he was never sleeping, and so that was a little, little scary. Maybe. Yeah, that was a little terrifying. That's kind of a lot of scary, but
2: I mean you you guys apparently didn't die. So. Yeah, and then we just swung by SeaTac on the way
1: back, dropped it back off. And... We tried to do a oh. Harry Potter marathon when we moved out here and we had, you know, four days of driving across the country. We tried to do a Harry Potter marathon, but that was like, we our car did not have an auxiliary input and we didn't have smartphones because we didn't. And uh, so we tried to do an iPod into one of those little connectors that has like, sends a radio signal. To and from, oh, like, sure. your, your car, you know, but it was awful, it was horrible, those things are, if you're thinking about buying one of those, I cannot recommend against it high enough, because uh-huh. it was a terrible experience, where it just kept cutting in and out. Look but at Consumer
2: Reports in here, this is yeah, a new segment.
1: New segment, Consumer Reports, do not buy one of those things, where it sends the sound across a radio wave into your car. you talking about you know, an FM transmitter? That, yeah, I don't know what it's called, yeah, not sure. That's what my girls both use in their cars, actually. And it works? Yeah. Oh, they must have upped the game. I mean, you do. If you're going
0: on a road trip, though, it's hard because you have to change frequencies because. Because like constantly right, like coming Right into now, 97.7 may not be anything, and so you can use that. But if you drive a couple hours, now maybe that's a radio station, huh. and so you're just going to pick up the radio yeah. station. Yeah. This yeah, is that just does a,
2: a PSA as well. I'm so happy that I have <laughs> you guys in my life, and that helps me tremendously. All jokes aside, I am thankful. But yeah, as far as road trips too as adults, uh, we haven't done a ton of that either with our kids other than every year going over to Sun Lakes and then kicking it into uh, Leavenworth, which you'd think after many years of doing that, it would get old. It doesn't. We always find something fun, new, different, float a river, you know, whatever. It's been... Not a ton of road trips, but what we have done, we've enjoyed
0: it. All right, so here's a question, speaking of Leavenworth, because, you know, it's not super far away. So what constitutes a road trip? Yeah. Mm. Like, what's the criteria for a road trip versus
1: just, I drove somewhere? Like, uh, is this a road trip because we're going to go in, like, an hour? Yeah, I don't... Yeah, this is not really a road trip, so... It is in the sense that we're doing something in a place where we don't normally do it.
2: See, and that's where in lies the probably qualification for me is like you go on the road and it's a trip you're away from your house and i don't know that it's a half an hour four hours whatever for me when you talk about road trip national lampoons vacation no it doesn't always have to be that kind of a road trip but something that you go and do something on the road something that isn't just around your house
0: Well, so is there like a, like a, you have to stay overnight kind of a qualification? Like,
1: because I could drive to Leavenworth and back in the same day. I'd call that a road trip. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would agree. I think that like, uh, I know people who have done the Cascade Loop, like in one day, and that's, I mean, that's a lot of driving in one day, but it's still one day. You don't have to stay in the night anymore. So, like, I think it's more of like ratio of time in the car versus time. I don't know. Spent somewhere in one day. Hmm. Maybe. Okay. Maybe it's a daily ratio. That's what it is mathematically. It's a daily ratio of time spent in the car versus time out of the car in a 24-hour period. And what's the proper ratio? Oh, that—that's for the scientists
0: to decide. Yes. I We—we we may <laughs> have to do a, do a poll because I think I think I am in the minority in this vehicle currently because I, I tend to think of a road trip differently. Like if I if I drive to Leavenworth and back, and I don't consider that a road trip.
1: What but what you if you drove that? to Shalanda
0: back in the same day? No, I don't consider that a road trip. No. So what what about is... if
1: you did the entire Cascade Loop in one day? Uh,
0: that's probably getting getting to the road trip territory. I think I'd probably like to see a uh, overnight requirement involved. All
1: right. I know uh, Andrew Gambasi, our old friend, he did a road trip uh, out around the. River Olympic, Bend, the Olympic Peninsula, the, around the River Bend, yes. Uh, but out to the Olympic Peninsula, like in one whole day, and they like went and saw everything in one day. I think they got in like super late. Oh but, gosh! But uh, I would say that is a road trip, right? You're yeah. In, there's a certain proportion of time in the car. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But I, maybe I, like put it in hours. Like if it's more than two hours away from me, then it's probably more of a road trip.
2: Yeah, I, John, I don't know that you're in the minority in general, but yeah, maybe in this car. Because I think if you're on the road, if you're just going for a drive, that's not a road trip. So what determines a drive? What determines a road trip? I would say any kind of event where you're going and stopping and doing something, for me, would feel like a road trip.
1: Mm, Is is it, yeah, maybe it's dependent on gas station stops. Like, if you have to make a stop at a gas station... Like, if you were full tank and then you had to stop at a gas station, what is was it, like, four hours? It's like a four-hour drive? Right. So it depends so like on the car. It's like a, a whole tank sure, of gas, yeah. yeah. Huh. So you're talking about, like, a, a whole tank of gas. Tesla screwed the whole thing up. Yeah, now now nobody knows what a road trip is. Man, these are, these are questions that need to be answered. But I have incredible memories from road trips. I mean, uh, I have these weird connections where listening to music and being in the road at the same time, like, I can remember coming back from a music festival when I was in high school. We were in like a van and like the sun was going down and I was listening to some song in particular and it was just this really cool moment of like music and nature converging into this really awesome experience. And I had a similar one. Julie and I went down to Hood River a couple years ago and we went the back way down through like uh, Yakima and then like... Uh, Goldendale and then down into the Columbia River Gorge and we were listening to this one song and it was like kind of building into this kind of climax in the song and like right as we came over the top and down the hill into the Columbia River Gorge is like when it was all this climactic buildup it was awesome it was like that's really cool really cool like I couldn't have timed it out and, and I I've Thought, like, I was like, did I plan this? Did, like when I was building the playlist, did I know this was gonna happen? <laughs> but I did not, and it was—it was pretty awesome. Serendipitous. Yeah, totally. So one one thing that I've discovered—so
0: this is kind of a collection of experiences and memories—I've uh, kind of discovered um, the fact that a road trip is quite the marriage test. <laughs>
1: Yeah, totally. uh,
0: um, there's actually several tests involved in the road trip there's the packing the car and unpacking the car those are both uh, some good tests I hear of, you. your, of your marriage I hear you. uh, but also just like navigating uh, my wife and I we discovered pretty early on like the day after our wedding Oh. Um, so just how much our, our communication maybe needed some work <laughs> as we were driving our way to Cannon Beach no oh, sorry Seaside, Oregon and uh you know we we do things a little bit differently i think that things should be done one way she thinks things should be done another way and it turns out you need to maybe discuss some of those expectations Mm. and ideas and thoughts um if you want to have maybe the least amount of resistance on your road trip
1: uh one one particular like microcosm of that is like where are you going to eat
0: deciding uh,
1: if you don't know where you're going to eat like go ahead and make that plan just do it. Just make that plan and save everybody. Like, because if you're both like, I don't know, where do you want to eat? I don't know, where do you want to yeah. eat? Yeah. That's gonna. It's gonna go. Well, it's it's gonna lead to people getting hangry in my particular oh, yes. case, and then it's going to be uh, like, it's just gonna go out the rest. So you're gonna end up eating McDonald's and everybody's gonna be upset. But it's uh, just the way it goes. So, go ahead, take that time, figure out what food is around, and then. Be intentional on that. Such Just a helpful yourself-
2: podcast. Just I really hope yourself- people appreciate all the, the service yes. that you all are providing. Yelp
0: is your friend. Yelp um, it. So I will give you a, a, a little bit of an example that, that really sinks that one in for us, Josh. Uh, I was recently in Texas uh, with my wife, my sister-in-law, and my brother-in-law. I wouldn't necessarily call it a road trip because it was only a couple hours. We were going from San Antonio to Dallas, and we were trying to figure out what the plan was for dinner. And I had had an idea in my head that I wanted to do. My wife was not excited about that idea because it took us further than our hotel was. And so it would have been longer and later to get back to our hotel. And so she kind of squashed that one. And then I became kind of a baby Mm. and decided, okay, well, I'm not going to be Mr. Food Decider Guy. You guys decide where you would like to eat and my role in that group is typically to be the one who decides where we're going to eat and they were thrown for a loop when that was no longer happening and they didn't know where they wanted to eat and so it became a little bit of an issue um my wife may have gotten frustrated with me and my stubbornness in that particular moment and uh but we did end up finding a decent place to eat closer to our hotel that allowed us to get back sooner than i would have gotten us back and so all was well Nice. So,
2: I mean, at the end of all of that, John, would you say that there was compromise, or was there just flat-out surrender on your behalf?
0: Uh, I, I don't know if I'd say there's either of those things. What what really happened is my brother-in-law stepped up and picked the place, and something we ate there, mm, like a boy good, Chris? like a good brother-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. A job. So he he picked out the pieces and uh, salvaged the evening.
2: Outstanding. But uh, I perfect. guess my point is, is Ultimately, attitudes had to be checked at some point.
1: Was well, it because I mean, yes.
2: Chris stepped in and made things happen that you were able to, you know, accommodate a different change and not be a baby anymore? I mean,
0: what, how did all that? I go mean, out? I think that helped, and then food helped also. Oh, because of know. the hangry thing, right? Yeah, it was. It was. A, it was a cool place, so that you know, it helped. We didn't eat at McDonald's. So yeah.
2: yeah, you guys keep talking mess about McDonald's. Here's what's up. First of all, I was able to download recently the GarageBand app, so this could happen at a McDonald's. But next, Free wifi. my wife and I, Wi-Fi. You met wife, it
1: at a McDonald's.
2: We That's did not, but on our honeymoon, we went on a road trip for our honeymoon to Port Townsend. We didn't get really any food at our reception. For some weird reason, we were just busy talking, dancing. And then we're out the door to go to Port Townsend and it's pouring down rain and we got this old maverick that you had to put two wires together to make the windshield wipers work <laughs> and it was pouring down rain on January 6, 1990. And we get over there and we're like, I'm really hungry. And she's like, I am too. Oh, look, there's a McDonald's. And so right there, McDonald's, Port Townsend on our wedding night, that was our dinner. You're hey, welcome, mean, McDonald's. I want money for that. Yeah,
0: McDonald's has its its time and place. Um, I, mean, I didn't
2: think that would be the time or place, but it was. Not
0: likely. But in 1990, you're a little more limited on
1: searching for Agreed. options. Right? I mean, you're kind of going
2: by I sight. You can't yelp like, What can you see? There was no yelp. Yeah.
1: What's sticking up off the highway? You know, you get the big. Yeah, you get the taller the <laughs> sign, the more likely you're going there.
2: Word. And the later, it was like nine something. And oh, we're yeah. like, oh, Something's got to be open. Barely open, though. I think they closed it. 10 maybe even earlier i don't know classic but we ate that was great mcdonald's thank you i don't eat there very often anymore
1: <laughs> nice well hopefully uh you know wherever you have been this summer hopefully you, maybe you've had a chance for a a uh, road trip with your family or maybe just on your own just build some memories with your family hope you've had a great summer we're going to be Uh, heading up here to district brewing momentarily so we will meet you there and we're going to talk about pizza all right uh bon bon voyage
0: destination we're a district mm-hmm. of yeah, in Mount here. Vernon Washington this place is
2: memorable for me for lots of reasons we've come up here for a decade doing a uh, an outreach to m- the majority of migrant farm workers and
1: this whole river area this is brand new right
2: uh yeah I mean it's updated there was yeah. still some things down here but nothing quite like this it's so gorgeous And uh, I'm just gonna jump right into it. This pizza is remarkable.
0: (laughs) I mean, noteworthy, worth the trip. Worth the trip, it's a little over an hour to get here but definitely worth it. It's also $3 pint Monday. Let's not so lie. So
2: that th- was a benefit. The $3 pint was nice, and it's a one and done for me on the $3 yeah, pint. so what did you, you guys get on the pint? I got the Juice Almighty.
1: I got the Connery Scotch Ale, which came with a side of whatever was floating uh, in Some
0: there. extra <laughs> stuff, yeah. And I got the Josh, Projectionist nice IPA, and so, yeah. Tell and us then, about the names real quick. Well, let's, let's get the
1: pizzas first. But, so okay. what,
0: what pizzas did we get? We got the Godfather. Okay. And what was the other one? Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch. So you may have noticed the theme of, of movies. So this is a this building is an old theater, apparently. I had never been here when it was a theater. Old. But that's the story. <laughs> yeah. I and don't so remember that at all, all of their names are, are movie-based names. So kind of just a you know way to be a little more creative than just meat pizza, right? So yeah, so the, the Lilo and Stitch, what was on the Lilo and Stitch, you guys? Uh, Basically All an babies. Italian. I mean Italian. Gosh, Italian. come on, Aaron. <laughs> 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 Hawaiian. You're going somewhere. to Hawaii in November, so maybe you'll learn kind of what a Hawaiian <laughs> pizza looks like when you go down Would there. Would that
2: be on one of my your, your, plethora, of your plethora of
0: destination weddings? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> not that
2: anybody's frustrated. No, I mean or, I'm frustrated. Just, not frustrated. it's not the right word.
1: <laughs> so we had the Canadian bacon, had the pineapple. It had some uh, jalapeno, had some bacon. I think it also had like, some uh, onion. Onions. Onion. Oh yeah, of course. And the honey, hot honey drizzle on top. Like, did
0: anybody notice the honey? I didn't did really not, notice the honey.
1: I, I think it, that could have been more prevalent. But I mean, I'm not complaining because whatever was happening on that outside of the crust was. Uh, okay, let's let's get yeah. to that in a second. What yeah. was on the Godfather,
0: pizza? It was uh, chicken. It was
2: pesto. It was uh, goat cheese.
0: Yeah, that's chicken on oh, it. Nice. Yep. Goat cheese, else? jalapeno. Jalapeno. Are there artichokes on it? No. Yeah. Different that's, I mean, that sounds good. We poured over the menu for a while, so it, it took us a while to
1: decide what we wanted.
0: Um, all right, so the, the highlight of the pizza,
1: you guys, What what's the highlight? Oh, man, the cheese on the crust, the crispy cheese. crust. It's
2: always going to be cheese, crispy cheese especially. All right.
1: There so, is, like... There's some stuff happening in the middle. They got like toppings. It's good. It's fine. They got like a <laughs> some crust. stuff on the pizza. They got like a crust. They got some bread stuff happening. But the outside of the crust is like crispy, cheesy, a little bit burnt, you know, like that kind of Oh man, it is so good. I could just seriously. They should just make breadsticks out of whatever that is. They do have breadsticks, but that are like that. They made out. I mean, they have the edges are like that. Okay, I'm just saying. So you get so so district. (laughs) I mean, we probably
0: should get some for the way back. We're probably (laughs) probably, probably 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 going to have Um, so district brewing is Detroit style pizza. So if you guys aren't familiar with what Detroit style (laughs) is, you've never been to Detroit, how would would you guys explain Detroit style pizza?
1: Mm, Square.
2: Yeah, I mean definitely, <laughs> it's like deep dish, but it's square. And but and it's
1: not like deep, not like Chicago. Not deep, deep dish. dish pan. It's like pan pizza. pan me. Pan. Pan. square. Yeah, yeah. That's
2: exactly what I meant. Yeah. Although I think this was even just a little bit thicker than normal, but still, the the mm. idea for me on Detroit is like whatever you have that's got crispy cheese, I'm here for it. That. Yeah. Call it whatever you want. Detroit
0: never looks so good. <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> and I've been to Detroit, and boy, does it not really look good.
0: Right, for some of you that, that may not have had Detroit, and maybe you have had it and you just don't realize it. So if you've had the pan pizza at Little Caesars, that is technically a Detroit style pizza. Mm-hmm. And while it's a decent pizza for, especially for the value, the the difference is that that's a kind of a thicker, maybe mm-hmm. doughier chewier pizza, it's a little harder to eat. Where this yeah. was kind of the perfect mix. It's not not wow. so not thick that it's perfect. just really bready, but it was oh it was gosh. thicker than a normal pizza.
2: Wasn't too bready. Like again, to the to the idea of what that uh, dough was like or what the crust was like. It was light. Once you get past the crispiness, which could you even get past the crispiness? I love mm, this. We so haven't yet. No, I just keep yeah. returning there I'm, in yeah. my
1: mind. We're about to order another round of pizza. <laughs> I think it's about that. <laughs> I'm not even <laughs> hungry. We're, we're going to need more again. funding for this podcast. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> Anybody wanting to sponsor this? This podcast
1: has been brought to you by... cheese. You know what? We need to talk to the dairy farmers. Yeah. Yeah. Dairy
0: farmers in Washington. Too.
2: Yeah, uh, but anyways, it was <laughs> light, airy. It was great. This pizza, mm-hmm. remarkable.
0: Okay, so let's, let's kind of, th- we've kind of gotten away from the, the specific ratings by attribute and gotten this kind of more general feel. So let's talk first about the Lilo and Stitch. What do you guys kind of think
1: uh, about that one? Um, I'm going to say, again, like a three and a half, four for the interior part of the pizza. And like an 18 for the outside part of the pizza, because it was just so good, which averages out to about a four and a half. I <laughs> think, <laughs> uh, depending on how you weight the score. Yeah, a yeah, guy. Yeah,
2: I, I would definitely say four and a half. Yeah. It was great. Um, the, the blending, amalgamation, combo of all the flavors, unbelievable. The crust is beyond the five.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the Lilo and Stitch, I'm not a huge Hawaiian fan. This is kind of an upscale Hawaiian with the, the extra toppings on there. They so, said
2: there was like a drizzle of honey, yeah, and spicy honey. I but even like that. the
0: bacon, the onion, the jalapeno. So it's definitely a, a, a better Hawaiian version. Um, so it was, it was pretty good. It was like a, you know, I'd probably put it like a four. But right. let's talk about that other one, the Godfather. So what are you guys feeling on the Godfather? Goat there?
1: cheese, crispy pizza. So good. Yeah, chicken. That's, it's a pesto. Pesto. I just made up. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that, that was good. Well, here's the snacks. For Thank that. you. That Thank very you very much. You guys, that that might be my favorite Italian pizza that I've ever had. And it didn't even have meat, really, other than chicken on <laughs> if
0: it. If you're going to call it chicken meat, I am going to sure.
1: say, like, you'll eat lamb. Okay. I fully expected, like, with a name like Godfather, for it to have, like, a, a tomato based sauce. Right. I, I still thought that when, when we ordered it. Yeah. I thought that when we ordered it, I thought it was a tomato based sauce, but then we got it and I was like, oh yeah, sure, cool. And it was fantastic still. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I right. usually stick with,
0: with meat pizzas. That's just that's kinda my thing. That's what I like. Right. And so this was a little bit of branching out for me.
2: Although pes- again with the pesto
0: is meat. I mean meat. chicken is meat, but it had oh. pesto sauce versus red sauce. It had goat cheese. It, it was a little bit different than what I normally get. Right, but right. it it was really good. So it was, so good, it was really
2: good. Yeah. I mean I love the like, if you go to Subway and you get the, the Italian sub, it's got all the
1: red meats, all the pastrami, all the pepperoni, all that. Don't think it has pastrami, actually, but it is still very but, good. Yes, <laughs> a lot of good, a lot of good you meat. You eat what you eat, I'll eat what I eat. <laughs> but I, if you're
2: going to put the name Godfather on something, my you said, you're going to think, and the meat, red meat, red sauce, what do you do? Hey. <laughs>
0: I'm going to get you into this Like Tony's
2: a prank on my it, like on his like spare time. <laughs> right. Uh, call it what you want, Trebek. You're sitting on the gold mine. This <laughs> thing was
0: amazing. So, yeah, I loved it. it yeah, is. really, really good. Um, definitely a highly recommend district brewing. Now, I, I've been Make here before um, a few times, but you guys have not yet been here. Thoughts on our first destination pizza place? Uh,
1: Why have we not done this before? Right? Um. <laughs> Same Why don't we just do a District Brewing podcast? <laughs> district <laughs> Brewing podcast every Monday
2: from That's here until eternity. You know what would be great, as if it was sponsored by District Brewing. District brewing podcast. podcast. Yeah. Uh, honestly, just looking out, you see the skies River with this gorgeous day that we're here, and the food, the company, the Juice Almighty IPA. I mean. Seriously, what a great day. I had a headache when I got here. Who knew that I needed crispy cheese to chase away the headache? It's magically cleared away.
1: This, is, this is place is magical. You it guys. is magical. Well, whatever's going on the outside. It's the happiest place on earth, really.
0: I mean, it, it is a great setting. You got the, the Skagit River right outside. We're sitting there kind of looking out the window at the Skagit River. You've got a nice little patio area. If you guys uh, want to bring your dog up here, you can actually sit on the patio with your dog. Uh, You can walk along the river. You can have a pint. You can have some some pizza. They've got nachos. We didn't didn't get the nachos, nachos but somebody walked by with the
1: nachos. And we about, like, attacked the guy. We we (laughs) said, we need to start a new podcast called Nachos and Pastures, and <laughs> but it just didn't, it didn't seem to ring off the top Yeah, it didn't quite roll off quite as well, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> New Testament nachos. I don't nice. know. I Nachos at nighttime? Uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. But, I mean, mm. the nachos look really good. They've got wings here. They've got breadsticks. They've got... it's a a great place so highly highly
1: recommend did we mention breadsticks to go was that something I think we're thinking about some food to go I think we're already thinking about a part two (laughs) Part two. two. this may be the longest podcast we've ever done because we're going to get more pizza yeah 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 no I just got to edit it
0: yeah (laughs) and I appreciate you for that speaking. so speaking of editing so Josh is kind of our our, our audio not kind of he is our audio engineer and he handles he handles all of our audio needs, including the the big job of editing a lot of our stupidity out of the, the <laughs> podcast. Um, but Josh is actually transitioning out, and so that's it's been like six months since we've done a podcast. You guys, the last one was in February. So, Josh, maybe tell us a little bit about what's going on. That this mm. is
1: probably your last your last official Passages of Pizza podcast. Sure. Yeah. So it's been I, I've been. Uh, getting my grad degree in uh, teaching, and so I'll have a a master's in teaching. I actually do now. I finished it last week, so super excited about that. And uh, Which has allowed us to actually do this, because you don't have a bunch of homework Exactly. Uh, And so I've been, um, I mean, it's just been busy, been crazy, Uh, but I finished up, and I finished my student teaching, and I'm looking for a job in teaching career, and so, yeah, it's, I'm, it's been crazy, man, it's been, honestly, like, I feel like <clears throat> sometimes when you, when you make it, take a big risk in life, like, it's, you have a bunch of signs that kind of be, like, kind of encourage you to, like, yeah, you're on the right path, but, like, I feel like this one has been really hard, and I feel like originally, I was like, yeah, this is something I should do, and, uh, but, yeah, it's just been met with a lot of difficulties, been, like, the, getting my master's part of the schoolwork was just incredibly hard and uh, like just the amount of timing uh, trying to take care of my family and trying to go to school and trying to like work in a school and trying to do my job here at Crosswater and it was just all like a lot of work and uh, <clears throat> and it's been hard finding a job honestly like they say that there's a teacher shortage and all this stuff but it's still been really difficult just to find right. a job and and so like getting out there and it's, it's been a big risk for me and so like I, in so many ways I'm super proud of what I've done and super um, excited to you know try something new, um, but at the same time too, it's just been hard. And so like I like I don't think that we're ever promised that like the risks that we take are going to be easy or that they're going to be like always. So uh, you just know you're doing the right thing. I don't know. I don't have a lot of them. That it's it's weird that it's come like that. We're kind of here and it's kind of the end of school's about to start and uh like I'm kind of counting down my days here and so it's just it's a weird thing but um yeah it's it's cool though I, I I think I'm doing the right thing but it's it's just a uh a big change and a big like risk and so
2: absolutely yeah it's been it's been encouraging challenging from a you know comfort zone standpoint to to watch you do what you've done and as your friend it's been hard to watch how costly this has been for you with sleep and how costly <laughs> it's been for you with peace and i think yeah. one of the things you mentioned earlier when we were talking about this was that when you first came out you literally drove across the country yeah and had a really sweet soundtrack for that and when you got here, it kind of everything just fell into place. and yeah. was, I don't know about seamless, because you uprooted, but it, it was good. And it was met with what we would all probably look at as success. But what you're recognizing is that success isn't always the result and this peace and this ease. But it's <laughs> yeah. taking these strides. It's trusting that God is with you. And he's called you to something different, but not apart from him.
1: Right, and I think you—it's really hard to learn anything. Like, when you—like I was doing the same thing that I've always done when I moved out here. Like it was, it was the same profession. It was the same like uh, stuff that I was good at. I was always really good at those things. And now, like moving into teaching, you're walking into something that you're not good at. And so I know a lot of people like they won't stick with the guitar because it's really hard. It's hard like on your fingers. It's hard, frustrating because you you know what your fingers should do but they're not going to do it and so it it takes that time of like really working through it to really learn how to do it and I feel like teaching is the same way it's a very difficult process you're going to be met with failure a lot and I'm not a person who really loves to fail all the time especially publicly and so that's like a uh it's like a challenge and um it's been uh it's been that it's like you walk into something you you just you think you're gonna you don't think you're gonna be good at it but you think it you know you don't understand how hard it's gonna be I think and that's um that's just part of it and man just props to all the teachers who are out there who've been sticking it through the the pandemic and everything it's just been so much incredibly hard work and so like walking into that and seeing kind of how hard it's been for everybody has been kind of eye-opening for me as well for sure it's such a weird time to actually become a teacher also because it's such a—it's uh, been a really challenging time to be a teacher. Right. You know? Yeah, you got so many that are leaving yeah. teaching, yeah, exactly. and so it's good to be joining the ranks. By by low. low, thats yeah. what I said. Is it by- low. Well done, <laughs> then. Yeah. You can only go up from here, right?
0: <laughs> that's true. Well, and yeah, I mean, you bring up some good points, though, because I mean, you've had these are two pretty major transitions in your life in the last ten years. So, Josh, Josh came to Crosswater ten years ago, just before our fifth anniversary yeah. as a church and now he's he's basically transitioning out as we go up, uh, celebrate our 15 year anniversary here in September yep and the first the first transition that you had coming out here was same same line of work yep but moving across the country moving away from your family yep. um, you know it's a big change in that respect yep, and now you're not moving anywhere so you're staying local Um, but you're completely changing careers and doing something completely different than anything you've ever done before other than your student teaching. And so it's just a it's a whole nother change that is 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 completely different. That's right. So I mean can you can (coughs) compare or contrast those those two things as far as how it how it feels kinda in that transition between what what you've known and what you're going to.
1: Well, I think it's just always uneasy, like um, anytime you do something you're going to have something new you're going to have some level of like excitement like to be doing this thing you're like ah oh, I'm doing this new thing it's fun it's novel it's exciting but you're also at the same time going to have those like differences you know like when we moved out here it was hard because like we weren't seeing our families for you know certain holidays like th- our first Thanksgiving I remember it was really weird it was like whoa we're out here what are we going to do for Thanksgiving you know and we've kind of adapted to that over the time and then um but then I think just like yeah with teaching it's like a whole new like everyday your everyday work and it's it doesn't it does affect my family because um I've been very busy and working I've been doing you know schoolwork and stuff like late at night and whatever and not really as present as I generally would love to be um but like at the same time, like, when I go into the school now, it is a different world, you know? They, my family doesn't see that as much. They're so not as a part of it. And so it is a it is a different thing. But, um, yeah, it, it. I just... I encourage people. I think that it's good for you to take risks, to challenge stuff. Like, you practice humility by stepping into things that you don't yeah, even... Absolutely. You don't know what... You're not the boss, you know? You're not the one who's, like, the expert. And so... Um, it really is a renewal of like especially as you get older man you get older you start to develop like habits and ideas and you think that you know things about the world and you if you were to put yourself in a position where you were a little more uncomfortable you probably re- realize that like you don't know as much as you think you know and so that's I think don't that stay. is uh that has been huge for me is like I walk into a new world and you like feel uncomfortable you feel out of your element and you feel like you gotta you gotta try something new and that's it, it is it's hard, it's stretching and, and it's growth but that is good for you and, and, right. yeah,
2: I don't know I appreciate that one of the things that has been a uh, a constant from God in my life has been humility he modeled it for us obviously in Christ and then sending his son here and then he calls us to clothe ourselves in humility mm-hmm. and Josh I've seen you do that. I've seen you do that from what we've talked about in the past and where the world says this is what a man's supposed to look like and where you're like, look, I don't check all those boxes. Maybe some of what people say but not all of those. So it's been humbling and uh, you've talked about being in a man that doesn't feel like he has a land and where does he, he fit? Yeah. You fit with Jesus and he loves you and he made you and he's with you through all of this and that part as your friend has been very encouraging to me that i know that even through all the what next and this is challenging and then you have your your firstborn breaking her leg right before she starts school and just it doesn't dismiss any of this but it's humbling to know that we can't fix everything and make everything work just right But it's also reassuring to know that our God is with us, and I've seen that, I've seen that in you, I've seen that in you, John, you've had your own challenges with what am I supposed to do, and where am I supposed to go, and I I think we all do that, and I've learned from both of you guys not to just rely on always done it this way before, and I would say, predominantly in my life, there's been a lot of unsettled, nothing just goes smoothly all the time, and... You know, by the very nature of having 11 children, there's a whole lot of unsettled and and difficulties. But there's also joy. But that humility of knowing that God is good and He makes things work and that He's with us, I've just seen that a ton. And um, I appreciate you, Josh. I appreciate you, John. I appreciate the opportunity to, to serve with you. That'll never, ever change what we've been able to do. And it'll never change that God is faithful to complete the work
1: that He begins in us man and it's been like a huge blessing for me to be a part of this like out here and a part of something I mean because it was a young young church when I came out here and now it's it's still young but it's like growing into its own and trying to figure out like who it is it's like it's straight up adolescent church right now you're 15 years old and uh, we got our stuff like there's just uh, I think I was just super blessed to be a part of that and like there's a lot when it comes to um I mean, all I've ever known is working in the church. My grandpa worked in the church. My dad worked in the church. And so, like stepping out of the church feels like not a betrayal, but like some sort mm. of like you're like you're just out of what you know. It's like this is what I know. It's what I've always known. And so it's another a whole other world where I don't feel like I like walk on my sea legs yet. You know, like I don't have them yet. And so one of these days, that's going to come soon, and, and I'll feel a little more comfortable about that. and I look forward to that, and, and frankly, to be honest, like, it's, there is a little bit of uh, concern, you know, in my life that, like, and people will look at you and say, oh, you're, like, abandoning your call to the ministry or whatever, yeah. and, um, and, and that's kind of hard to deal with, you know, it's kind of wonder, like, am I Jonah? Mm-hmm. Am I Jonah, or am I... Huh. like somebody else, you know, like in my, uh, I had another one, but I can't remember. Like, Paul, Paul's an Yeah, yeah, Paul. Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, Paul, like you're walking out of your, what, what looks like familiar into something new that's like people are going to, you know, people are going to give you a hard time about. And, uh, so yeah, are like, you, are you running
0: away or are you going to something, to, something yeah. new? That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Same that's, God, new
1: expression. I think it's yeah. hard to work through in your own life. And so you got to consider those and, and work through them humbly and, like it says with fear and trembling, and just kind of mm-hmm. be like, I don't know, I'm just doing what I know best, and um, so. Yeah. Well, there's I mean, there's lots of lots of themes that we can explore in what you just said. Sure, yeah. Um But one one thing
0: that has just stuck out to me about about you and about Julie um, is, I mean, we as people, most people don't like change, right? We kind of settle into to a groove, a rut, a comfort zone, or whatever you want to call it, right? And we're usually okay with it for the most part there's some things we might want to change but we don't necessarily have the energy or the initiative to change them right well oh, the confidence and you guys like we just have talked about it, have two major changes in this last 10 years in addition to just having kids and those kinds of things that are obviously huge mm-hmm. changes right um huge. and so so i just want to commend you for listening to god and for stepping out because a lot of people are scared to do that. I've I've been scared to do that. Like take take steps out of what's comfortable and what's known, uh, maybe what's easy, and risk. And you've you've done that twice. I mean, more than twice. But it means sure. big examples, right? Twice yeah. now. And so, wh- I guess one of the things I want to ask, and maybe and have us talk about, is how do how do we know when maybe God's calling us to something different, to step out, and to. I mean, I think he's always calling us to trust him, right? But how do we, how do we know those times where we're supposed to kind of take these, these steps of just utter faith and risk and, and do something different than what we know?
1: Man, I don't know Pretty that there's even a definition on that. I think that my own personal take on it is that you can do, that we have free will. And that when we have free will, that. we we'll that we are allowed to make those choices inside of it, and but I think that in either decision that you make, you're going to be confronted with whether or not you're going to be faithful in that. And so, like, uh, yeah, I, I'm not a type of person who believes that God has this like path for you, and that like you follow that path, and that, that that's the one. Oh, you it's know? like, a very specific. Yeah. It must be you turn left at the stop sign and exactly, go right. Yeah, you know, I don't. Yeah. I'm not really. Yes. I think that He's given us decision to be able to make that kind of right. those kind of decisions. And so, like, if you're comfortable, change. And that's the thing that you want to do or that that's that you're willing to risk. And I think that some people do that. I think that you can also get comfortable and change. You know, like, my like this is the weirdest thing, but, like, I have lived in Salton longer than I've lived anywhere else in my entire life. Huh. Uh, and so, like, and I've lived all across the country. I mean, if you say the Midwest, I lived in the Midwest for a long time, in, in the greater Cincinnati area, kind of for a long time. But, um... But yeah, I mean, nowhere longer than 10 years, and I've been here 10 years. And so like, you can say, hey, maybe you're just the kind of person who likes to be in a place for a while, and you like to get out. And that's your like, maybe that's a comfort for you. Yeah. Maybe it is, maybe it's a not a challenge. Maybe it's a way that you check out, I don't know. Huh. But you can also look at it the other way, and say that if you're a person who likes to stay somewhere, you don't necessarily stay that way because you think it's safe. Maybe you stay that way because it's hard to stay somewhere for a really long time. And it's hard to continually stay engaged and invested in a place that you've always known and that's always been familiar. And so, um, yeah, of course, there are ways either way like that you go. If you go and you take a risk, yeah, that might be something that's good and healthy for you. It also might be something that you're just used to doing. And it also, if you stay somewhere, it might be something you're just used to doing but it also might be a risk because you know you, there's so many things out there that you could be doing that you're sure. not doing there's an the opportunity risk of not you know not doing that thing you know? right so, yeah, I think yeah the
0: motivation because like, you could be you could be escaping something you could yep. be changing to escape or you could be not changing to avoid right and so there's, right. there's right. kind of it depends on your motivation mm-hmm. and how why are you making these decisions that you're making and so I definitely think that's good uh, so Aaron we mm-hmm recently had an elder board meeting we we're going through a book called if you want to walk on water you got to get out of the boat and we've really talked about kind of some of this stuff in right. that most recent discussion the most recent chapter we were talking about what what's maybe some of the stuff we can can learn from from that that we we recently were talking about with the elders right
2: well i think one of the things that stands out to me about uh how awesome god is is that he's faithful to complete the work that he begins in us <laughs> One of the things that John Orberg, the author of this, talks about is how do we grow, you know? And I, I think what you said, Josh, pretty much hits the nail on the head, is that some of us grow by leaning in to the battle of where something is just so beyond us, but all of us grow by getting outside of our comfort zone. Whatever that comfort zone is, and the author talks about spiritual comfort zone and that's where you feel like you really experience jesus and we start to say that's the only place we experience jesus he's far from limited in that way and as a matter of fact he shows up in ways for his people he was 11 is filled with people who didn't see the fulfillment of the promise but knew that he who made the promise was faithful and so they kept engaging him and and looking for you know the land and looking for the the country and looking for the building whose foundation was God but maybe that was the only thing they knew the rest was like I don't know how it's all going to work out so for me John I think recognizing that God is faithful and I need to be stretched and I need to grow and I need to trust him and I need to get outside of my comfort zone whether it's being more disciplined whether it's being less reliant on comfort or familiarity and but that doesn't always mean that's it that josh you said it really well like i said before that there is a point where we feel like look this is how i know god works and this is what i know is comfortable even if it means to be catalytic or you spend five ten years and then you move on but now god might be calling you to yeah five or ten years you're going to stay in the same place but you're going to do something different so I think um, Jesus said it super well, and I want to say it's Matthew, but my sheep know my voice, right? And then, even though we're in different settings and different times in life, what is he saying? And how do you know that it's his voice? I think it's consistent with his word, and it's consistent to build his kingdom and to bring him glory and to bring us a comfort, maybe even a peace, like it says in Philippians that passes understanding even in the midst of chaos. So that's kind of where I'm coming
1: from.
0: Yeah, and I, th- I think Josh, you said something a little while ago about um, this, this this idea of the, the path that, that God has you on. And I think I think a lot of us kind of romanticize that or, or we really just want a very specific path. We want God to show us these very specific things that we're supposed to do. And I, I would agree with you that I don't, I don't think generally that that's what happens. I think sometimes that may happen. Right? But I think generally speaking, we are allowed to, to use our free will right. you know, as long as it's not sinning against God, right? We've got a choice to c- carry out his his yeah. path the way we, that we want to, right? Whether it's, you know, what school do we go to or who do we marry or where do we live or, I mean, all these things that we want these specific answers from God. And a lot of times, at least in my experience, I don't get those. It's right. it's more general. And, and as long as it's within but within his general will of mm-hmm. being holy and following him, he's fine with it, right? Right. And so um, I, I think a couple of things that I've, I've learned recently or talked about recently, we talked about that book, right? One of the things that stood out to me is is that you, you need to take these, these small steps of faith. You need to get your feet wet. Right. Nice. He's talking about crossing the Jordan River. Yep. And it wasn't until they put their feet in the water That's that he right. stopped the river, right? And so you've got to get your feet wet. But that doesn't mean necessarily a huge jump, right? It means a step. Yeah. And so what are, what are, what's a step that you can take to, to follow Jesus, to be faithful to maybe where, where he's directing you, right? And I actually was listening to a book, a different book recently, totally a secular book, but it was about taking risks. And we have this mindset that we have to take this huge risk. Like I've got to quit my job today and I got to move mm-hmm. across the country and I got to do all this stuff. Yeah. But really, what are maybe some smaller, like safe risks yeah. that you can take? Maybe if you want to change careers, like Josh was talking yeah. about, maybe it's it's take a class, right? Don't quit your job, take a class. See what you think. That's a, that's a yeah. risk, you're, you're putting in some investment, but it, you're not totally uprooting and moving across the country that's or doing good. whatever, yeah. right? But you're taking a risk and you're evaluating, okay, is, is that is that something that I do want to do and pursue? And then you take another risk. And almost always, it's not this huge leap that God has for us. It's usually just a step of faith. Like, what what's the small step that you can take today? And then you look back 10 years from now, and you're mm. like, wow, I never could have gotten here all in one step. But these gradual steps of faith that nice. I've taken over 10 years have gotten me to this point, right? Nice. You know? And so I, so I think maybe that's an encouragement, hopefully, to, to people that are maybe grappling with with just uncertainty or with where do I go from here. It's like, what's a, what's
1: a step that you can take in the in direction that God is calling you, right? I love that. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that's good, man. Appreciate that, John. Oh, guys, so uh, it's been good. Like, I really appreciate time together. I love being here and um, just in all the ways. And so uh, this is really cool for me. I'm sad to go, sad to... Um, you know, see things change, but in, in all the ways things change, they also uh, kind of stay the same. And so, um, also recognize that there's a lot ahead of me and a lot ahead for crosswater. There's a lot there, so appreciate this time together today and like this pizza is fantastic getting done. So um, I appreciate
2: you too. So you, so, you know what yeah. I'm hoping you going is like? I hope you going is like what about Bob? We're like. You don't think he's gone, do you? He's not gone. Open the door. Is this a bad time? <laughs> so. Exactly. Well, yeah. I'll say this.
0: I mean, Josh, we've we've loved working alongside you. We've really appreciated sure. what you what you brought to, to Crosswater and to just our friendships and our, our relationships and, and so we're we're gonna order extra pizza every time we do this yes. on your behalf. You order uh, extra if pizza. You, if if you sh- if you show up, we'll <laughs> have a slice for you. <laughs>
2: Sounds good. I hope you understand when we're doing it. We'll
1: keep so. a slice out for you. <laughs> oh. it's, like, it's like a... like <laughs> we'll slice. take a <laughs> <you>. Way different. <laughs> but with pizza <laughs> and, you know, uh, fun. Yeah. Thank
2: so. you. This any might be ever. a
1: two-parter. We'll, we'll see. I don't know we'll how much we want to go cut to any of this out. So. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, appreciate it. Appreciate you guys sticking with us uh, through the length of this one. And we will talk to you later. We'll see you on the next Pastures and Pizza. All right. Bless right. you. Hey.
2: them pastors and pizza a production of crosswater community church in sultan washington
1: check us out online at crosswaterchurch.org we meet every sunday morning at 9 and 10 45 on the corner of third and birch in sultan
0: thanks for listening be sure to leave us that five-star review we hope to see you soon bye adios